The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. From the Philadelphia Eagles to the Kansas City Chiefs, a former University of Alabama standout, what's known as the Mighty Mouse, number 29, Mark McMillan! And also we have Mr. B.N.E., the man in the middle. From the Philadelphia Eagles, Mr. Byron Evans. We some hard hitters, we some hard hitters. Put them up, tighten up, we some hard hitters. Mark McMillan, my man Byron Evans. We give you a reason to tune in every Friday evening. Ain't nobody leaving, if you sports and phoenix. We're bringing the cutting edge. What is your season? Phoenix alone. Show them how it's done. We're on VoiceAmericaSports.com. What's everybody? What's up, everybody? We're here on Hard Hitting <laughs> Radio. I was thinking and talking at the same time. You're here on the Hard Hitting Radio Show. This is J-A-Z from Out of Bounds, and I got Mega over on the other side of me. <sighs> What's going on? Hot than a mother. It is. Golly. We are at that time of the year. I love it, though, baby. Folks, if you don't know, we are coming out of Arizona, which means we are basically coming out of straight heat. But you know what that means, don't you? Uh, up there in the, the 702, they about to start this little thing called Yes, yes, yes. Rehab. Rehab. All rehab. Encore Beach parties, Tau Beach, all every. It's about to go Gotta down. Got to be there, baby. And, and we have some announcements I can't make yet. Come on, give us some. Give me a little something. All I can say Tease is... Tease me. Our pool parties... Oh, there'll be plenty of teasing. <laughs> our pool parties are going to be coming up soon. Okay, I'm a VIP, though. Hey, can a brother be hey, VIP we got, pool we party? we got you. We'll take care of you. All right. All, All I right. can tell you is event vibe and Scottsdale nights. We got something uh, We got something in the works, and uh, we'll be announcing that right pretty soon. So, speaking of heat... Ugh. Man, we got some heat in many Ugh. different types of form. Are you talking about the boys down in South Beach? Yeah. Talking about that guy that took his talents to South Beach? Yes, he took his talents to South Beach. Oh, you're talking about the guy that's boning Gabrielle Union? Well. Smashing it. Hey, it's Gabrielle. She just bought him a $300,000 car. For her, for his birthday. Uh-huh. Must be <sighs> nice. Hey, that's all, that's, that's Nebraska for you right there. Well, you know. Gabrielle, I, she's an Omaha girl. Well, I got this theory. If you, if you, and think about this. When players are playing well, I mean really, really well, special, something's going on in their world. If they're married, they got a new jump off. And what they're doing is trying to impress that jump off. Right, right. Think about it. When Dwayne Wade won the ring, yeah, he had Shaq, but he was just starting his jump off with Gabrielle (laughs) Union. And remember how they were talking about Dwayne Wade might be the best in the league. Right, well, yep. Now, the, on the flip side of that story, when players start playing bad, either the wife found out, they're going through a divorce, or in this case, I think the Punani might just be getting a little old. Man, Gabrielle Union cannot know. I think the Punani getting a little old for D-Wade. And, you know, I think for a while he liked going out smashing who he wanted. I mean, how did your game go from here to there in the toilet and you're Dwayne Wade? Is something going on with the Punani? I don't think it has anything to do with that. I think it has everything to do with the chemistry on that team. I think it's the chemistry in the bedroom. <laughs> Mega, always taking it there. Always taking it there. Gotta, but but I know for that. But former athlete. Actually, he looks like he'd still be playing. That's, that's how I know, bro. Been there, done that. Now, I never yeah. got married when I was playing, but I had some I called my main girl, but I always played a little better if I had a brand new jump off, invited them to the game, or I knew they'd be watching. For some reason... My game elevated. <laughs> and I know a lot of cats I played with, it would be, hey, dog, 
I got my little boo-boo out there. She, she right there. I'm about to throw down this game. And fellas play different. You play better for your jump off than you do for your wife or your girlfriend. Right, right. Well, you know, you, you can't argue with players that have been through it. If you, I mean, this is coming right from the horse's mouth. Well, that's what made me so mad last night is a guy at Dwayne Wade's level um, just losing it. I lost a little bit of respect for him. Uh, and I also think, you know, not that it matters to Charles Barkley. I'm not a role model. But if I'm a young player seeing this guy do it, um, probably if I'm at that superstar level and you can't be that way in high school and college, um, I, I, I don't expect any reprimand if I do it to my coach. I'm the star. I'm the great one. Uh, if I go off on you, um, I, I kind of expect that that's how it's going to be. Uh, I don't think that happens last night if Pat Riley is the coach. Absolutely or you've not. got real leadership. That team has no leadership right now. If you had leaders like Alonzo or, or, or Shaq there, I don't think Dwayne Wade uh, goes that route. You know, I, I mean, that's, that's, you can't really argue that, you know? Leadership. And this is what we're going to talk about right now. We got uh, we're waiting for Hank Basket to call in. We got a golf tournament that he's going to be plugging, a charity golf tournament uh, for lung cancer. Right on. Mr. Mark McMillan is actually going to be in the golf tournament. Oh. And then we are going to be talking to Derek Hall right. later on. He is the CEO and president of the Arizona Diamondbacks, and he actually just overcame some adversity. Uh, he is uh, overcoming prostate cancer right wow. now. Wow. And he's he's got some big things going on. Yeah, and at my age, man, I, I often hear about that prostate thing. But, uh, hey, man, I, I, I know I should, but I'm going to say it. I just can't get into that finger in the ass. I can't do that. Well, I, I don't know, care I what they're feeling for up in there, bro. I, I, you know, I, I draw the line somewhere, and if that's the way it's going to be, that's the way it's going to be. But uh, no fingers in the booty hole. You got, you know, it's 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 just a matter of getting checked, staying healthy, and you know, and that's you know, they that's need to find a new way to check. <laughs> I mean, they can come down, send some down to my throat. It is rather invasive. They can do it, whatever it, they want. That it is rather invasive. But let's. Uh, that's what we're looking forward to on this show. But let's get back to this this Miami Heat meltdown yesterday. Yeah. Um. I I did not get to see the game. Uh, I was getting some work done. Um, what kind of work? I do. Uh, just getting stuff ready. We uh. <clears throat> excuse me. We have a big photo shoot with my girls this weekend out at a mansion on uh, 44th Street in Lincoln. Um. There's a we're doing a, a pool party in the afternoon then at the Clarion Hotel and then. How uh, come I never get invited to this stuff, bro? Well, I mean, what's you, the deal? I, you know, I wasn't here last week. I know. So I, didn't I, didn't see get to, I didn't get to talk to you last week and let you know what was coming up. But you got my email. I mean, damn. Just email me. I hate man. Come on, I, baby. No, we just need to exchange Facebooks and phone numbers. Done deal. There you go. Um, so, yeah. So, I didn't I didn't get to see the game at all. Yeah. Um, so, I don't know where the meltdown came, why it came, what happened. But, you know, you had mentioned, you know, before we got on air that uh, if they don't win this thing, Somebody's got to go. Somebody's got to go. And my, my, first, my first thought was, you know, James isn't going anywhere. Wade isn't going anywhere. Spolster is not going anywhere. I think he's doing a great job for what, you know, I, I like him. I didn't at the beginning, but now I do. And I'm, my first in, initial inclination is to send Bosch. But you said it, well, look, look how they're playing without Bosch. Who, who really is more important to that team right now? Uh, it, it's got to be Chris Bosch because what we're starting to see is what everybody was talking about, and it really doesn't matter in the, in the regular season. It matters right now in the in the playoffs um, how they play together, and and King James is uh, uh, the kind of guy that uh, he can do it all. I mean, he, he doesn't need the ball in his hands. He loves it in his hands, uh, and for what he does in the, in the game and, and for the NBA compared to what D Wade. Here's the other thing with D Wade. Does Dwayne Wade, and I know he's got it, but hypothetically, man, if Shaquille O'Neal doesn't go to the Heat that year, does he get a ring? So technically, did he win the ring? Yeah, he did. But did he win it because he had Shaq? If Shaq's not there, do we even have Dwayne Wade's name in a discussion of someone who has won a ring? I don't think so. You know, I, I, would, I, 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 I kind of have to agree with you on that. You know, maybe you know, here, here's something that we could think about, you know, say they don't win, say they don't even get out of this series. I mean, I can't see any, I can't see in the Pacers. Oh, you them. haven't been watching the game then, bro. They treating the heat like a bunch of bitches. Well, say they don't get out of this or they don't get out of the next one or they just don't win it at all. 
Maybe Dwayne is the one that's gone. Maybe. After last night, I would say yeah. We have a point guard out here who's looking to win a title. Maybe there's some kind of sign Ooh. and trade, a little exchange, a little D Wade goes from the, the the South Beach to the desert, and Steve Nash go, you know, because I know wow. that the, I know that the Heat wow. have been brought up a couple times as a destination for Steve Nash, and wow. if anybody could pull that together, that's good stuff, Jay. That's that's you man, know, man, I didn't see that one coming, but you take a Steve Nash. Throw him out there with the heat. They still had to increase the bench. But yes. now you got a point. You've got your, your point forward. You got your big man in Bosch. Uh, that could be formidable, my friend. I mean, I, I, it's, it's a thought, you know, and if, if maybe something happens where the, the Suns front office, I don't know, maybe gets smart and does a sign and trade. Sign, sign Nash, trade him. And it's a Nash for Wade trade. If you're Steve Nash, do you want to play with yes, uh, uh, Chris Bosh and and, and 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 LeBron James, the King, or do you want to play with Amari and Melo and have um, uh, Jeremy Lin back you up? With I, I I don't see him going. I mean, I know he 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 spends a lot of off season in New York, um, but I think them firing Dan Tony. I think that might have been the nail in the coffin of him not going there. That's just my opinion. Mm-hmm. But I think that if you look at it, I think you have a better title, a uh, better chance to win a title with James and Bosch as you do Amari and Carmelo. Because I don't know, I don't know if I, I don't know how well Melo and Amari really go together. That's the other thing, and we won't know until the. I would hope that they don't make a move. I would hope that they let a training camp and a full season go through before they make the call. Right, and I think they will. I, I, I definitely think you will. I don't think you're going to see either of those two players go from that spot, but I think it could be one of those situations after next year. If they don't make that much of an improvement, one of those dudes has got to go. And then when you start talking about that, why does it even have to be one of those dudes have to go? If it's me... Um, and I'm in Miami, I have a feeling that there is a different respect level if there's a guy by the name of Pat Riley on the sideline. That I 100% agree. I absolutely agree with that. If you feel Jackson, do you come out for New York or do you come out for Miami if the offer's there? <sighs> Didn't he used to be a Nick? Yeah. Doesn't mean you want to go back and coach him. This is true. You want to coach? Who do you want to coach? You want to coach Amari and 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 Carmelo? That's, that's easy to me. Or you want to coach I King wanna, James? I want to I want to coach James. And I want to live in South Beach. And, and, I, I, you don't have to worry about. And winning. you know how Phil is. He likes to get a great one. Yeah. And Phil likes to go into those situations and be like, "Look, guys, this is how it's done." And Pat and Phil together. Oh my God, that'd be crazy. I mean, that'd be I, crazy. I, I, I don't I I don't I th- I think they like Spolster a lot to the point to where I don't think he's in jeopardy. I think he is. I mean, I can like you. How many times have we heard it? Uh, they love the coach, but he just can't get him over the hump. I got a feeling the respect level from guys like James and Wade um, aren't there enough to get them over the hump. You bring in a guy like Phil Jackson. You bring in a guy like Pat Riley. Now that's out of the equation. Right. Very, very true. You know, it, they canceled practice today. No practice, no media, no nothing. Mixed martial arts, it probably would have been a big throwdown. Okay, cool. Um, but I think, I think, uh, man, it's, it, they better get a hold of it today on their day off or they're going to be in trouble the rest of the series. Here's the situation. If they are not together right now, like they would be practicing or whatever, if they are not hanging out, bonding, talking about how messed up that was last night, I was stupid, never do it again. If everybody is being narcissistic and prima donna-ish and doing their own thing on this day off that shouldn't be a day off, they're done. There's a problem, definitely, for sure. Well, that's our heat talk for right now. 
we have our caller in right now. We have Big Hank. Hank. We have Hank Basket on the line. What's good, y'all? Sorry about that, man. We just finished shooting the scene. I was trying to rush out here. Oh, uh, 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 a new scene for the show? Yeah. Now, how's that? How's that going right now? Man, it's coming along quite great, actually. You know, we're enjoying the the, the new the new era around here, and uh, you know, since we signed on with WeTV this year, you know, whole new network. But we we like the way that things are going. You know, it's it's not the it's, it's not the same old Shonen twist kind of thing, but it is. You know, basically just shooting our lives. But uh, a lot just gonna be a lot more involved with this one and. The biggest thing is that Hank is more active now, and there's a lot of things going on in his life, so it's not just good, the good. baby laying on the couch or the baby taking a <laughs> nap now. It's just huge that we get to share that, and as I always say, man, we got the best home videos there is. Well, you know, it's, it's funny because she's got all the experience with the reality TV show, and now, now you're going to be on there. Is, is she giving you any pointers on, hey, don't do this or don't do that, or, you know, how's that oh, working well, out? You, well, you got to remember, though, I mean, this is, collectively season 10 for her and this is my collective season five so right right this is probably, this is probably the most comfortable i've been and it's uh it's good when you have both people knowing you know what's going on because the first couple seasons are on e you know she uh she definitely was giving me a lot of pointers but the fact that we got a whole new uh uh network this year on we tv we uh it's good knowing that both of us know exactly what's going on and how things need to run. It, it just lets us make uh, so great about being picked up on the new network is you're really going to get the best of us. Are, are, are you at that point now at your life that you guys have had all these cameras around you so much that it's not e- like you wake up and you don't even think about it anymore? Oh, yeah. When the camera's around, trust me, I'll tell you this, man. It's, uh, it's harder to talk into a camera than just have a camera watch you because sooner or later – you forget that the cameras are even there, and you just don't you just, you just do it. You just live. Hey, here's, here's what I want to ask you, Hank. This is the Mega Man jumping in. Uh, I'm kind of hanging out with Jay for a couple minutes. Uh, I want to talk with you, man, because one thing that a lot of people don't understand or get about the process is the production side of it. How does that really work for you? Uh, are you guys executive producers? Are the networks jumping up and saying, listen, we'll handle the production, give us a good show? How does this whole program work? Do you guys own it? Are you able to uh, own your own intellectual property? Bring me into the world of how this whole intricate game works as far as ownership, getting paid. How does that work? We, um... It's now we are have moved up, and you know the biggest thing about Kendra is she's so good. I mean, she wouldn't be doing this so long if uh, she wasn't. But she's so good off the ca- or on the camera. But she has such tremendous uh, producer skills that she is actually one of the head producers. And I've become, um, I've moved up. You know, I have a little more say so with it right now. But it's it's a team effort, and our uh, our production company, uh, Prometheus Entertainment. Um, has been working with Kendra from day one. So they, it's become like a family, and it's good when you can trust the people who you're working with. You know you're going to get the best thing because everyone's out for the same thing, and that's yeah. everyone's best interest. It's not someone trying to step on someone else's toes. Now, now Hank, you know um, I've been known to kind of go places I don't need to, but when you're <laughs> six, six, 250 pounds, I, you know, the biggest and the baddest still make the rules. You know that. You're an athlete. Hey, you get to, you, hey, you get to play that. I understand. <laughs> <laughs> well, check this out, bro. I, I got to ask you this. Me and you sitting around at, at the barbershop. Bro, how did you snatch her? How would you get her from that guy who had everything over there? How did it work, man? I mean, everybody, I look at this show and I'm going, dude, you are so freaking lucky. But then I go, but how would you get him? How would you snatch her away from hey. the big guy? You know what, you going to laugh about this, but I have always been uh, confident in my game, this and that, never been shy or anything like that. But it's uh, honestly, she said the thing that got her was uh, the fact that I didn't go in the first day and just start spitting game at her. I was just myself. I just went in and met her, and I didn't come in hardcore trying to pull no moves in this match. She said that's honestly why she liked it, that I didn't come up and act like she said back in the day. Like a football player and hey hey and hey and hey hey, watch out there, Hank. Watch out. <laughs> oh no no no, I'm saying no no, but hey man, you know what? Like, you don't act like you didn't used to like that. You know, I play football. Yeah. You know how it is, baby. <laughs> um, but she said that because I mean, it was one of those situations where I didn't go in thinking anything was going to happen. I said, um, I told a mutual friend I thought it would be a uh, cool to meet her, so 
we met up at the golf tournament and, you know, we talked for a little bit, but it's, I wasn't staying game and I was just, you know, just being chill because it was one of those situations where like, just as you said, okay, she's dating Hugh Hefner at the time. What kind of game can I possibly spit to her to get her to out of that situation? I was like, you know what? I'm not even going to try. So I'm like, you know what? Hugh, Hugh Hefner created our sexual revolution. You know, you got to come with some good games. Yeah, you do. Something like that. Yeah, you do. Well, I, this is this is what I do know because I posted last night on my Facebook, Hank, that I was going to be interviewing you today, and I posted a picture of you and Kendra. I had fifty some comments on it. Not one of them was about Kendra. It was about <laughs> it was all the girls and you. And play he's up, so pretty. Up. He's so beautiful. Play he's up, so this. Up. Tell him I'll marry him. Tell him this. Man, so he, he he does not. <laughs> look, you didn't need to have game. You just walk in a room and it's like, there you go. Tell him, Hank, it's just a gift, baby. Somebody had to have it. Hey. And you got hey, to I am mad, Hey, I am not <laughs> mad at you. Trust me. <laughs> hey, I'll tell you, it's in the gene pool. It went from <laughs> Hank the second. For myself, Hank the third, and now little Hank's already doing it his age. I tell you so, what, uh, I'm pretty sure Kendra is saying, "Yep, it's in the genes, all right." Uh, <laughs> it's in the blue genes, hey, baby. Well, I'll, hey, man, I'll the, tell you, the biggest thing I can tell people is just have confidence because man, it. what I've learned over the years, if you try to go into a situation and not be who you are, if that situation turns into some, something more. Eventually, they're going to find out. So if they don't like you, let them not like you up front. Don't, if you're trying to get something long-term or, or any kind of situation, just be you because that's what people are going to buy. That's, you know what? That's something my mom taught me from, from, from jump It's just always be yourself because eventually the real you and those true colors, they're going to come out. And I would rather people just know who I am, what I am right now, than, than play that game, that waiting game. Exactly. That's what Kendra and I did up front, man. We sat on the phone. And we got all the BS out the way up front, and then we moved on from there. See, and, and that's, was, that was some of the real, that was some of the realest conversations I possibly ever had. It was that's, just the way we talked on the phone. That's awesome. That that's great. And, you, and when you see you two together, and like you can tell that you guys just aren't a couple. You're a team. You guys. That's one thing we said from the get go. We're doing this together, man. Everything we do, raising Hank, everything. You know, people want to say, "Oh man, he's at home taking care of the baby." Yeah, you know what? I'm very proud that I get some time with my son because it takes two to make a baby. And those that are so big and bad who say, who want to talk trash about the, uh, a man that has the time to take care of the family, you know what? They got bigger issues right there. Exactly. 100%. Knows how to be tough on one side, be it know how to take care of his family and be that role model for your son on the other side. And, and that's what it's all about. And the things that you're, you're, you and Kendra are doing, you are a definite role model. You have this golf tournament coming up this week. Uh, this weekend. Uh, t t tell us a little bit about that. Well, a year ago, my father was diagnosed with lung cancer, and there's so many misconceptions about lung cancer that I became aware of. It's when you hear lung cancer, what's the first thing people think? Oh, they smoke. Uh, lifetime Obviously, smoker, yeah. Smoke. No, honestly, uh, my dad uh, was in Vietnam twice, and he got it because of Agent Orange. And you know that lung cancer kills more than all other cancers combined. But yet it's the least talked about because of the fact of the negative connotation about someone's a smoker. So when all this came about, the biggest thing of all is I was like, I want to do something for my dad to to help create awareness to others. And I just uh, I joined with the Barney J. Dale Lung Cancer uh, Foundation and told them that I would love to be the, the to be the beneficiaries of of this golf tournament. And I just I wanted to do something for it as as any. Any man should know one of the product, one of the best things that can he, he, um, someone can say to him is when the father says they're proud of him. And to do this for my father and just bring awareness to the millions out there because cancer has no has no enemy, it has no colors, shape, age, race, anything like that. Cancer hits us all, and until it hits you personally, you have no idea. So I just been very fortunate that I've been able to have a great list of celebrities that are coming out, great list of sponsors. That are helping me bring awareness to this and let it let people know that you know it's not just smokers that get it. There's so many other forms of lung cancer out there that people just don't realize. Well, you know, I I when I went on the the website, which is HankBasketClassic.org, um, and I read about it, I was I was actually a little bit surprised that it was lung cancer because you're right because it's not one of the first things that you think of, you know, and no. and to have you. To have it be that close to you and raising awareness for it is, you know, 
I get that. I understand that. My my mother, um, she passed away two and a half years ago unexpectedly, and it was brought on by a very massive stroke. And, you know, a lot of people talk about heart attacks and cancers and things like that, but stroke is something that they don't talk about. And I'm in the process of starting my own foundation for her, and I want to do things like this. So I definitely, I get where that's coming from, for sure. Well, man, hey, you reach out to me, man. That's one thing Kim and I are both very big on and passionate about is, is giving back. You can't give back to everybody, but we try. And just putting the word out is giving back. And that's what I think it is about charity events that people don't understand. You know, people think you have to be a celebrity and drop a million dollars to do anything. No, if you did, if there's a million people that give a dollar, that's a million dollars right there, you know. Exactly. Everyone can do something. And it's not always about money. It's just about time putting the word out there, raising awareness. And as you just said about wanting to help with strokes and bring awareness to that, if, if I donated my life savings or donated nothing but my time, it brings awareness to it. And that's what I think that people just don't understand, that they are, everyone thinks it's impossible to, be, uh, to give to charity, that it just takes everything. No, it's just telling one other person about it. That's bringing awareness to it right there. No, I, I 100% agree. And, you know, I'm in a position now with what I do out here. I do a lot of, uh, I put on a lot of nightclub events and, and, and different shows like that. And I have my own radio show and I fill in with, uh, that's called Out of Bounds. And I fill in with, you know, on Mark's show, I have these platforms that I can use to get this out. And I, I feel like it's, I feel like I have to do this. Not not so much then have to do that, it, man. but I, I want to use, use it. That. It's use it's been given you. to me, you know, and it, exactly, that. you know. So that's 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 the process that I'm working on right now is get, you know getting all this foundation stuff started. And I did not realize how much lawyers had to be involved with things like this. But you know, I'm I'm I, I'm doing it, and I want to get it done right, and I want to take the platforms that I have and and use it. And you know, it's 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 I love seeing people like you guys give back and do things like this and you guys are always doing stuff for charities you got to man i actually uh, uh my dad's uh, the director of a children's advocacy center back in uh, my hometown of Clovis, new mexico and this is the sixth year i've had the event under my name but it's the golf event has been going on well over 10 years back in Clovis, and i just think that it's an amazing film to be able to give back because you help one person, man. You help somebody. My dad, this is what, another thing about him is just his spirit alone, man. I've been told so many times that you talk to my dad, you walk away with some kind of knowledge. And that's how I feel is if you smile at one person, you never know if you just change the day of them going and jumping off a bridge. And right, I'm not exactly. saying everybody's going to like me. I don't care. But you know what? I'm going to talk to you the same way. I, I don't care if you like me or not. I'm going to be myself. Well, and that's, you know, and, and that's, the way it's supposed to be. You have so many people out there putting on fronts and I'm this and I'm that. Just be you and go about doing your own thing and, and everything seems to fall in place. You know, my, yeah. my, my mother was always like that. She, I, I come from a huge Italian family. My mom was the little nice. Italian woman running around and, you know, she spoke her mind and she didn't hide it and she was just her. And, you know, I, they live in Omaha, Nebraska and I'm down here in Arizona and, you know, I knew my mom touched a lot of people, but when I went back for the services and everything, I just sat back and I was like, wow, this, she touched, I mean, she was the, the you know, the, the, the matriarch of our family. And, you know, everywhere she worked, she had people coming in and you know, customers from her work were at her service. And I'm just like, wow, that's my mom, you know, and that makes me more proud of who she was, and it makes me want to be like her. Exactly, and that's what it is. It's just my dad says he's a, he wakes up the richest man in the world every day because one, he wakes up on this side of the dirt, and two, just because he gets the, he gets the opportunity to touch someone's lives. You never know who you're going to meet, and this is another thing I've always got from my dad is you never know who's sitting next to you. So treat everybody the same because that person who you think may be the lowest employee in the company may be the owner of a multi-billion dollar company. And if you do them wrong today, you never know. Tomorrow you might be going up to them for a job. So just treat people with respect. And it's delayed gratification. Society today is all about me, 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 now, now, now. If you if you actually step back and look, you help others, it, it comes back to you in one way or the other. 
I, I guarantee I'm a, a firm I'm a believer. Firm believer. I, me too, Hank. I am. I am the same way. You know, I always. You know, my mom always talked to. You know, obviously being Italian, we have huge Catholic raising, so we have a lot of faith. And you know, I've always, I, I've always had this motto: you just keep your faith and you focus, and everything falls into place. I just got faith and focus tattooed on me last week, and it's the, every single day. It reminds me. You know. So I don't know if you can stick around. We actually have another amazing dude about to come on the show. Um, we have Derek Hall, who is the um, CEO and president of the Arizona Diamondbacks. And he's been through some stuff, and he's got a lot of things going on, on top of running a Major League Baseball team. So he's on hold right now. Derek, are you there right now? I sure am, guys, and I love what I'm hearing. You guys are so right with the way you treat people and having faith. Love it all. How, how are you? How are you doing out there today? Hey, doing good. You know, after uh, a win like yesterday, that looked like it may be turning things around. Looks like we may be snapping out of our our little uh, cold streak here. I'm doing very well. That's good. That's good. Uh, um, you know, I was I was read the Yahoo article on you, and I'm actually going to post it on my on my Twitter and on my Facebook. I read that article that they did on you. Derek, that was yep. one. That article, I got done with that article, and I was moved uh, by that it, article. Yeah, it was. Uh, it was. <laughs> it was a nice, nice piece. I was, uh, believe me, humbled and honored for it, and uh, and by it. And and uh, he did just a beautiful job with it. He came out here. He was. I thought he was going to focus on the organization. I thought he was going to focus on our culture, and it obviously turned and was a was a piece on me, which I, I don't necessarily need the spotlight. I think our organization deserves it, but. I, I was appreciative, and uh, and it meant a lot to me during a during a, a stretch where <laughs> where we probably needed it. Well, you know, speaking of your organization, I just saw where you guys were chosen by the United Nations yeah. as the best sports organization in the world. Unbelievable! You know, I got a phone call wow. from the United Nations <laughs> and wondered what we were doing wrong in the Dominican, for example. And, uh, <laughs> I heard that they were creating this new award, first time ever, and that they had. They had uh, thousands that were out there looking through every organization, every sports organization, Premier Soccer Leagues, NFL, NBA, MLB, and they kept coming back to the Arizona Diamondbacks. And I said, well, I, I appreciate that and I agree with you, but you know, you guys have to come up with your own conclusion. Then he called me back maybe a month later and said, do you mind if we interview you? And we did for about an hour or two. And then he called back a month later and said, well, you're a finalist. And I said, wow, that's, that's really nice and, and, again, an honor. And then a month later, called back and said, "You won it. You're the most positive team in all sports worldwide." And couldn't be prouder of our employees for that. Couldn't be proud of our fans for that. And and you know, even those uh, also in the family, like media, like yourselves, corporate partners, uh, season ticket holders, etc. I'm just thrilled. Well, I mean, you uh, you're you're you had Jerry Reinsdorf say you're one of the best young execs in baseball. That's a big yeah. thing. <laughs> Got him fooled. Jay. Got him fooled. <laughs> uh, you know, Jerry's—he's great. Jerry's—you uh, know—he's he's one of those icons in sports who has done so much for so many people, and and to be thought of in high regard by Jerry is is certainly nice. And I consider him—you know—one of one of my mentors, as I do the commissioner, as I do Peter O'Malley, who first hired me in baseball. Uh, you know, our owner Ken Kendrick here. Uh, just list goes on and on. But I'm just—I'm so fortunate to be around. Uh, great leaders in the in the game that I love each and every day, and just coming back from the owners' meetings yesterday, where I was able to spend time with Jerry and others, is is always nice. And I have to pinch myself when I'm sitting in that room, thinking, "Wow, you know, 20 years ago when I got in this game, this is what I'd hoped for one day, and here I am." And it's it's a passion. I absolutely love it. You know, I was talking to Caleb last night, and he told me some of the programs that you have set up there, as far as like scholarship programs and and giving away season tickets and things like that. Can you can you tell me a little bit about that? Yeah, we do. there's so many different that we do. I think the the season ticket scholarship program that you're referring to is one that I'm real proud of, and and it it happened when uh, one year we were making the playoffs, and and we decided to give all of our season ticket holders 150 dollars in in free food vouchers for the final 15 games, just to say thank you for being there. We've got all these new fans coming in, but you've been there through thick and thin. And I had one woman come up to me during the game, and she actually had tears in her eyes, and and you know thanked me profusely for the for the uh, food vouchers. And I, I asked what her situation was, and she said, "Well, this is how we eat now." She said, "My son and I used to come to these games, and it's our bonding before he graduates to go off to college." She said, 
my husband just left me. He took all all of our money, took the car, took everything, took the tickets. And I said, well, do you mind me asking how you're here now? And she said, well, one of your season ticket holders, Terry, who I know very well, she's a sweetheart, knew the situation, knew the story, went and bought tickets for the remainder of the season and would go and pick them up in Mesa and drive them to the games and then take them back to the games afterwards after purchasing their tickets for the rest of the season. I thought, wow, you know, two things. How, number one, how great are our fans? And number two, why aren't we doing that? So we created a season ticket scholarship program that uh, now we've got 80 to 100 families that we're, we're taking care of with very good lower-level seats, parking, food vouchers, and it's to the point where other teams are now calling us and asking how we're doing it. But we do so much of that, guys, and, and, and we, we could do more, and we will do more, and we're not doing enough. I mean, we understand our social responsibility and, and that we're a community asset. This year we passed the $30 million mark in community giving. Proud as can be of that. Wow. And, and we're just going to continue to do more. I mean, we give back more than uh, all the local sports teams combined. And, and that's because we, we understand what our role is in the community. We don't do it to pat ourselves on the back. We do it because we can, because we have the resources, and because we enjoy making a difference in the community. You know, one thing that I, I've, I've, I've been here for a while. I, I left Nebraska. I went to Arizona State. And I'm like, go Devils. I'm yes, yes, thank you yeah. very much. <laughs> we, we, don't, we don't mention the other school. So <laughs> um, we, uh, The one thing I noticed out here is, you know, we have the Cardinals, the Coyotes, the Suns, and the Diamondbacks. What I have noticed is there's such a different bond between Diamondback fans and this organization than there is with any of our other sports teams. Yeah, it's it's unique. It is special. And you know, I think it's because of our approach. I mean, we have a, a one-fan-at-a-time philosophy, and we, we don't let an, uh, a voicemail, email, letter go unanswered. You know, we have season ticket reps and, and account reps that, that are assigned to each and every one of our fans and communicate with them almost on a daily basis. They are part of the family. And there's that loyalty there. And, you know, to know everybody's name. I mean, for example, I, I know most of our season ticket holders by face and by name. Uh, we know all of our, our ushers and game day staff by name. It's, it's special here. And, you know, they, they wear those buttons on their shirts that say, Fozzie, find a way to say yes. That's our philosophy. And because of that, they feel like they're being treated the right way, and they will in, in turn want to be loyal to our team. They feel like they have a connection with our players. They feel like they're their own kids. That is something that you can't just create. It, it happens organically, almost virally, and I'm thrilled that it's happened here, and it's only going to get better mm-hmm. because we've got a general manager, a manager, and players who buy in and understand it as well. Now, you brought in Gibby and Towers in 2010. Did, yep. did you expect this quick, <laughs> quick of a turnaround? No, I, I didn't. You know, I knew we would turn things around. I thought it was going to take some time. And, boy, did that work out well. I mean, Gibby is perfect for changing that culture down in that clubhouse and on the field. And those are really grinded-out type guys, blue-collar players who really take on the persona of their manager. And the coaching staff is terrific. I think it's the best in baseball when you have, you know, guys like Alan Trammell and Don Baylor and Charles Nagy and Matt Williams, Eric Young, Glenn Sherlock. You look at the back of their baseball cards if you're a player and see their stats, and you go, boy, I better listen to these guys, and they do. Uh, So that did turn overnight. But with our general manager, you know, I felt at the time we had to bring in somebody with the most experience, with the credibility, who could, who could repair our credibility right away. This guy has the best relationships in the game. He's got a track record for, for building rosters and, more importantly, building bullpens, which had been our glaring weakness for the few years prior to making that change. And he did turn it around right away. Now, you know, you have to continue to challenge yourselves uh, to get better, and you've got to stay humble. And, and, you know, a quick example was how we played in May. And looking at last year, it's eerie how similar we've started these two seasons. We were 15 and 22 at this time last year. Now we're five games below 500, not seven. So we have to keep grinding it out and get back to where we were last year. But I know we have the leadership in place to help us do that. Yeah, I mean, and, and it starts. It starts with it starts with Gibby because it seems like you no know, anything he says to that team, they're buying in. They are. They are buying in. They absolutely love their manager. He's a player's manager. Uh, but he holds everybody accountable. He's not going to embarrass them publicly. He's going to do it behind closed doors. He really is a great motivator. And the one thing I've seen with, with Gibby, and I've been around some great managers. I mean, I've been around Tommy Lasorda, you know, when I was working over there, and Davey Johnson, and, and Jim Tracy, and the list goes on and on. I have never seen a more prepared or more passionate manager than Kirk Gibson. And, it, and, you know, I hate to lose, and it hurts inside, but it really hurts me knowing how bad it's hurting my manager. I want to win more for him than anybody and more for our players than anybody. That feeling we had last year was so great when we won the division. It felt like a family. Everybody celebrated together, and I give a lot of credit to the players for embracing the front office, too, which is unique, too. 
usually don't see that two-way street where the players and the, and the front office get along so well. It is truly a family here, but it does start with Gibby. He buys in with what our philosophy is upstairs. He understands what's important to us, and that's fan interaction, treating the fans right, and putting on a good show each and every game with 100% effort out there. And as long as we have him at the helm, that will continue. You know, you know what I've noticed about you talking to you and, and reading a couple of these articles about you? It's never about you. You put everything above above you. Well, and, and, and it really should be that way with everybody, and I feel like it is. I mean, we have a leadership staff that, that doesn't take the credit, nor do they want to. We have employees that don't want to take the credit. It's, it's about the organization, and we feel like we can accomplish a heck of a lot more if we're not worrying about who gets the credit. And, you know, we have a manager that feels that way, a general manager that feels that way. We now have scouts and, and coaches that want to work for us. And that's the most, that's the biggest compliment that, that you can hear is that you have players wanting to be wearing our uniform. You have coaches that want to wear our uniform. You have scouts that want to be employed by us. It says more so about the baseball leadership. Yet we have fans that enjoy being here each and every day. And that says everything about my game day staff as well as our front office staff that, that put their heart and souls into this organization. Well, what I'm seeing is it's trickle down. And these guys, are just acting on you. Ah, you know well, they 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 have you know they have they have the same attitude, and I think that's what makes the organization what it is. You know, I mean, you look at I know I I, I read where you take your twelve employees of the month out to Disneyland. Yeah, that's, that's a lot of fun. We uh, that's our president's council is made up of our of our employees of the month, along with six vice presidents that are on a rotating basis. And that group makes the decisions on culture for each and every month because we have, we have different culture ideas, initiatives, programs. But the one thing that we do is we get a custom bus. We have a lot of fun. We go over to California. We observe Disneyland because that really is the mecca when it comes to customer service and cleanliness. I always tell the story about watch someone drop popcorn. You're going to see someone come out of nowhere in a little white suit and sweep it right up. You know, that's what we need to be, that, that detailed at our ballpark. And then we, we have a little fun, and we go to either Jay Leno or Jimmy Kimmel because we know both guys, and they do a meet and greet with our group afterwards. But real bonding moment, and uh, it's such a diverse group, and we make sure that our employees of the month are coming from each and every department. I mean, we don't have hierarchy here. We have open doors. We know everybody's name, just like you guys were talking about before I came on. Uh, that's the way this organization operates, and, and uh, as long as I'm able to be here, it will. Well, I, I, I'm ready to leave where I'm working and come work for you. <laughs> that's, a, that's a big compliment. Thank you. You know, and, 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 I, and I also see you are a little bit of a comedian yourself. I saw the video oh, of boy. you at the Diamondback Most Valuable Partner Awards, and, you know, you got a little bit of a Broadway voice there. Oh, goodness, that's not embarrassing. Yeah, you know, they came up with a great idea. You know, as I said, we, we want to be pioneers in everything that we do, and they are our employees are pioneering. And our executive vice president, Colin Maxey, came up with the idea of having these MVP awards for our corporate partners. I thought it was brilliant. And I said, how are we going to do it? He said, well, it's going to be like an Academy Awards. And he said, but, you know, we do need that Billy Crystal, and it's going to be you. And all of a sudden, I didn't think the idea was so brilliant. But, <laughs> but we pulled it off, and it was a, just another way that we're treating people differently. You know, rather than having a B2B summit where we get up with talking heads or have panels, we thought, let's do something that is very interactive, that highlights what they're doing, that shares best practices. And that was the design of that, that program, which, you know, I could give all the credit to our, our corporate partner staff and to Colin Maxey. It was great. You know, um, I watched that video and it was a great video. And then I read a little bit more about the awards and it, it was, it was just awesome. And you guys are hearing what Derek does and he's got his plate full. <laughs> but I, I, I'm sure a lot of people in, in Arizona know about this because it's, it's been well documented. You yourself are going through some adversity as well. You're, 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 you're fighting something right now, but you're, you're, everything seems to be good right now, correct? Yeah, it does. I appreciate that. In September of last year, as great a year as it was, uh, I hit a bit of a speed bump when I was diagnosed with prostate cancer. And so I decided to, uh, to go public with it because I feel like you know, everything happens for a reason. And for me, I could educate and, and spread the word and, and hopefully encourage others to be tested early because early detection is the key. Uh, opted to wait until the season and the playoffs were over, and I'm glad I did because I thoroughly enjoyed that, although I would have liked to have beaten the Brewers. We were so close and moved right, on, right. and I think we would have done great against the, the Cardinals. Uh, but then I had my, my cancer treatment surgery in November, and it was a tough uh, tough battle. Got through it, and I feel good now. I mean, there was marginal escape of the cancer, so there's always a chance it could return, and if so, we'll, we'll deal with it, and it'll be uh, probably radiation treatment. But uh, right now, you know, knock on wood, we don't need to, and I'll be tested every three months like I was just about a month ago and came out clean with a PSA number that uh, is where it should be, non-detectable. So I'm, I'm happy that has happened. I want to create a foundation. I want to help others. 
I take the time to, to either call people when they reach out to me or uh, or answer back through email if they reach out that way. But to, to be a to be an advocate, to be a counselor for them because I've been through it, and so many people are so scared when they hear those words and they don't know where to turn to. And uh, I just want to be there for anyone going through it so I can walk through the options and, and talk them through it. And we, you've, you actually had some help when, when you found out that, Craig, you went to JJ, right? I, you know, we were together. Yeah, he and I were together when I found out. It was, uh, it, it was a wild morning. We were in San Diego playing the Padres, and he and I were at breakfast together. And I got the phone call, and I hadn't told anybody anything that I'd had a biopsy or anything, but I looked at the number, and I thought perhaps it could be the, the urologist. So I stepped outside, and that's when he informed me. He says, yeah, you do have prostate cancer. Uh, I was shocked. And just like people say, after that, I didn't hear anything else he said. I went back in, was obviously, uh, you know, visibly shaken, and, and uh, J.J. could tell and said, everything okay? I said, no. I said, boy, that's a phone call you don't want to get. And he said, what's that? I said, uh, prostate cancer. He said, who? I said, me. And he said, you're kidding me. And, you know, we just really shared um, a pretty special bond and still do because of that. And, and I'll never forget him telling me to get out of there and go call Amy and, and uh, give me a big old hug. And, you know, he's a, he's a big, gentle giant, and that's something that I'll never forget, and he'll always have a, a special place in my heart. I'm just sorry that he had to be there to experience that. I felt awful forever that, you know, he had to be there to hear that news, and, and uh, he, I shouldn't have been a burden to him, but he's been a very good friend and, and uh, obviously a big help to our organization. I'm, I'm sure that he was glad that he could be there for you. Now, didn't Ken Kendrick go through the same thing? He did. He absolutely did, and that's, uh, for me, that was... Um, that was my sounding board, so it's nice to have that. And, and as I was saying before, not too many people do. So, Jay, it's, you know, I like being here, being a resource for folks, and I've probably spoken to at least uh, 100 people. I mean, this is our breast cancer. It's unbelievable how yeah. prevalent it is. And, you know, more and more people are, are coming forward now and saying, thank you, we're so glad that you were, for, you know, that you were so open. Uh, I've been and I don't have it. Or others have said, thank you for informing me. I've been and I do have it. Can you help me now? And I, I do. I'll walk them through it. But I... It's my pleasure, and I just, you know, hey, we're all blessed to, to be here, and we're all here for a reason, and if I can help others, that's wonderful. You know, I'm sitting here, and, you know, first we talk with Hank, and now we're talking with you, and I'm hoping maybe somehow you guys can maybe get together and collaborate on something. You know, I, I bet you guys could probably work together on something because you guys seem to have the same, you have the same passion for helping people. No, that's a great idea, and and I I agree with you, and I thank you for that. And I'm I'm willing to work with anybody and everybody, and and uh, I do have strong passion for people, in particular, you know, our, our family and our employees. But uh, anybody that I can help, I will. Well, you know, I'm sitting here and I'm I'm talking to you guys, and you know, everybody, you know, the, the big guys, the you know, the Tom Brady's, and then you got the managers in baseball, and all these guys are getting the limelight and this and that, and I look at it. The real heroes out there are men like you two. You guys are taking the platform that you were given and making people aware of certain things. You guys are you guys are on the face of the earth right now, making other people's lives better. That well, to me, yeah, you know, there's a lot of people that are doing it. It's, yes, it's not. Uh, yes. I don't know that we're heroes, but um, it's it's to me, it's a no brainer. You know, helping others is why we're here. So it's uh, it's easy for me to do. I like doing it. Uh, I just want I want people to. If they're going to have to experience what I did, to at least know what they're going into and, and know that they're going to be okay and, and help them with the options and, and how they can be okay. So uh, being a resource is the most important thing that I can do at this point as a learning lesson and, and to be able to give back. You know, talking, talking to guys like you makes me want to be a better person. Talking to guys <laughs> like you makes – you. you guys are – I want my sons to, to, to go, grow man. up, you know. <laughs> I, want, I don't have any sons yet, but when I do or if I do, I want them to grow up like people like you guys. You know, I mean, Thanks. you guys are great role models. Well, we have our faults, and I'm sure if you were around me during a during a losing game, you're not gonna you're not gonna think I'm the greatest person. Oh, I am. <laughs> I'm uh, screaming I, at the TV, but again, that's passion. I'm Italian, and I'm a yep. Leo, and I'm very passionate <laughs> about my teams. And if uh, we are losing, do not. And I my same my teams have been my same team since I've grown up. I'm a Bronco fan. Sorry, Hank. Um, although you could go up there and you could sign with. With the Broncos, if you if you haven't, because <laughs> we need a couple receivers up there. But it's the Broncos. I grew up watching the Atlanta Braves, and I've been a Suns fan all my life. It's funny. The only other team that I like outside of those three is I am a Diamondbacks fan. Oh, you that's know, great. appreciate um, that. You've got and those are three great organizations. I mean, uh, you know, the Broncos and whatever, all eyes are going to be on them this year. The Suns have always been such a big part of our community, and, and of course, we always want them to do well. Um, you know, for me. 
I, we are a town that should support four big teams, four major league sport teams. And I'm hoping like crazy that the Coyotes can stay here because if not, it's a poor reflection on our community. And I hope that they can bounce back and, and somehow, you know, beat, beat those Kings. But yesterday I went from being on such a high with our win to such a low with the, with the Coyotes loss. Right. I was just so, so sad and disappointed. I know, I know what you mean. Well, hockey is one of those sports you can make those comebacks. You so sure can. You, you never yeah. know. So you, you can get hot and you can easily win three in a row. You know what? I, I appreciate the both of you guys being on the show. Uh, Hank, uh, good luck with the with the new channel and the golf tournament. And I definitely want to get in touch with you to talk a little bit more about this foundation stuff and how it works and how to get get it started. Um, and when when McMillan's out there, give him a bunch of crap because he needs it. He definitely needs it. And and Derek, thank you so much for everything. And thank you for – I know it was short notice. That was – thank you so much. No, no problem at all. Jay, thanks for having me on, and, and thanks for the encouraging words. Hank, keep it up. Yeah, Hank may be gone. Oh, he, oh, he had to drop off. Hank, we will get a hold of you on Twitter. Derek, yeah. I will, I will definitely stay, stay in touch with you. And I'll tell you what, Caleb is one of my boys and he's a great guy. And I'm glad you have him in the organization. Me too. I mean, Caleb J is just another example of one of our great employees. That's for sure. I, he's actually one of, like, he's one of the nicest dudes I know. Absolutely. It almost doesn't seem real, but believe me, it is, as you know. Well, yeah, and the industry that I'm in with the nightclubs and things, I'm around fake people all the time. And I pick, <laughs> so it's refreshing I, to meet a Caleb J. It is, and yep. he's just a good guy. But thank you so much. Good luck with the rest of the season. I am sure that you and I will definitely talk again. Sounds good. Anytime. Thank all right. You. Thank you very much. That's it. You guys had Hank Basket and Derek from the uh, Arizona Diamondbacks in here. Um, that's hard-hitting radio. That's what we did today. Mark McMillan, as you as you know, is out right now. He is in, I believe, Houston right now um, with his junior rank, watching some film. Uh, next week, he's actually going to be in Miami. Um, and so I'll probably be on the show next week. So who knows who we'll have next week. I think Gabe might be back in on the show. Um but as far as me, you can catch me on uh, outofbounds.podomatic.com, me and my girl Chelsea. Uh, we're actually taking a little uh, couple weeks break, you know, before summertime starts, and uh, you can catch us there. I will be back next week on the show, um, have a little bit more sports, but I want to thank everybody out there from Voice America for letting me be on the show. Mark McMillan, Byron Evans, thank you guys so much for letting me fill in for you guys. And again, Derek, Hank, thank you guys so much. Uh, been one of my favorite shows I've ever done. Thanks, you guys. Have a great weekend. Peace. We some hard hitters. That's another show. Thanks again for joining Mark McMillan and Byron Evans for Hard Hitting Radio. Come back and we'll do it again next Friday at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Network. We some hard hitters. We some hard hitters. Put them up tight. We some hard hitters. Mark McMillan, my man Byron Evans. We give you for peace and the and every Friday evening. Ain't nobody leaving. If you're sports and we're bringing the cutting edge. Yeah, what season? It is a long